Mission Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people in the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we're looking at phone scammers, the time-wasting calls that annoy every single one of us. It could be the ATO scam, it could be the MBN scam, the DHL delivery scam, oh, you got a package, <laughs> or any number of fucking irritating dickhead scams that go to your mobile or your landline if you still have one, and I would advise you don't. For the most of us, the calls come, and we do yeah. it basically immediately by hanging up on them or maybe giving them a bit of shit. Often it's a robot that says, you know, dial one. You don't dial one. Yeah, I do. I have a couple of times. I have a few times, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah, but then you go on a list, it's fucked. So- there are people, the elderly, the vulnerable, and those who might be a little yes, bit gullible, maybe maybe our QAnon friends, uh, for one reason or another, can get grifted out of thousands of dollars. Thousands. Yeah, that's the problem. I've spoken to judges, oh. district court judges, police officers, teachers, newspaper editors, people from all walks of life, and we all get them. Right now, I average about three calls per week, and I'm sure I'm not my own, and the nature of the scams are changing. For years, the scammers uh, would merely infect landlines. Now, it's mobile phones more often than not. They might now, uh, not, they might not get you, but they might get your grandpa or your mum. Yeah. See, two weeks ago, we discussed why our crime rates across most areas were down, but scams like this are on the rise. It's a multi-billion dollar a year scam business and yeah. a practice we used to find coming out of Nigeria primarily. They were quite famous for it, which is a bit sad Holy because now days, Nigeria yes. is associated with scammers. But mm. nowadays, most is based in India. And we'll discuss why later, but it's a rotten business and it's run by criminals. Don't, it's, this is not, yeah. this is not simple shit. As people have found out, they're not just two-bit operations, but behavior reflective of more organized crime syndicates, Absolutely. the kind of people who use intimidation and violence to get mm. what they want. And this underpins the operation of these so-called call centers. So, we're going to go through the range of scams that are out there, how to deal with them, and maybe some delicious payback. Well, I fucking hate them. Complete bastards, one and all. Fetch me my shotgun, Joel. A little frontier justice uh, is coming on. But we can't take aim right now. Rather, I'm going to sit here coolly, methodically cleaning my gun while we take a look at what happened around the world in the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. All right, so um, yeah, things are really kicking off down in Canberra, Jack. It's not good. Well, yes, we have uh, shock news released on Friday of a serious allegation of uh, a sexual assault and rape uh, yeah. made uh, the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, being a cabinet minister in the current yeah. Morrison government. Um, it's sort of unheard of political territory, and of course, there's a terrible story here that the complainants. Um, a 49-year-old woman who was deceased uh, in April of uh, 2020 um, made uh, allegations of, of, of a sexual assault, a rape, penetrative rape, uh, committed on her in 1988 in Sydney, it's believed. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, we're not going to identify her. We're not going to identify the alleged claim. I, I look, I, I believe it may be known, certainly known in some quarters, but... Um, and would be known in some quarters of the media. I don't know who it is, and I'm not going to speculate. I know people will. Um, yes. But um, uh, like I said, this is untrammeled um, 
political and, and social history here for for Australia, and and, and we yeah. need to be very careful about our next steps. The uh, procedural steps are um, that there is a, an ongoing uh, police investigation. Um, one of the circumstances is that the alleged or that the, the complainant uh, uh, contacted uh, contacted the New South Wales Police on the day before she took her life. Uh, and uh, indicated that she did not want to proceed with the complaint. Um, that does not uh, necessarily that that um, move on her part did not necessarily end the complaint. It rather sort no. of su- suspends it. So it was under suspension uh, the day uh, when the day the day afterwards she uh, she took her own life. Um, uh, naturally, you would imagine a police investigation. Uh, won't proceed to a prosecution because of her death. And so this uh, complicates things even further. Um, Yeah. uh, She, her allegations have been made to numerous people over a long period of time. They were made to Malcolm Turnbull and they were made in person, I'm I'm sure, to Penny Wong, Senator Penny Wong, and uh, one thing we can say is that Penny Wong uh, showed precisely how these things should be handled from a senior political figure in this country. And uh, she uh, not only um, uh, supported uh, the, uh, uh, the alleged victim in making her complaint, but provided support around that. Um, and so, uh, and that's one of the things I haven't mentioned, that when when that process began, after the complaint was made, um, it uh, it did become the subject of a of a uh, task force in New South Wales that began its investigations. Um, they were they uh, interviewed the complainant uh, in Sydney, and then were due to take a statement from her last year. COVID struck, borders were closed. Um, yeah, she. Uh, did not make that statement, and as I said, the day before she died, she uh, contacted New South Wales Police and indicated that she wanted the um, uh, uh, wanted the investigation suspended, wanted her complaint yeah. suspended. It's incredibly uh, sad. Incredibly it's sad. Just an <laughs> awful, awful example. Of and where and where we've where we've got this now is that an unknown member of cabinet, obviously male, uh, is is alleged to have committed a very very serious. Uh, Offence, very serious criminal offence, um, and um, and how uh, the government will respond. Um, what Louise Milligan uh, indicated, uh, well, uh, Louise Milligan M- Milligan has indicated that a number of friends and family, and this is indeed a part of uh, their written submissions to Senator Hanson Young, Senator Penny Wong, and Scott Morrison, which. Uh, I'm told he'd received on Thursday night um, <clears throat> that uh, what these people are, uh, are are requesting is that a judicial inquiry take place, mm. uh, uh, possibly uh, held by, uh, uh, possibly conducted by um, High Court judges, um, uh, either retired or current, uh, to basically sift through the, the evidence and, and make some sort of finding. Yeah, it's a difficult thing um, because this is a criminal matter, uh, but it's a criminal matter that's not likely to go anywhere. And yeah. of course, we do have um, 
the issue of a senior, one of the most senior political figures in this country, whoever that person may be, uh, in a position of power with these very serious allegations hanging over them. Yeah. Um, how long that person's identity holds is um, uh, just unknown too. Um, uh, will it be subject to a media leak? Um, one suspects it can't go on forever without people yeah. knowing. Um, yeah. And uh, so it has all sorts of complications there and it leaves certainly that uh, the alleged uh, perpetrators uh, colleagues in a very difficult position too. I hope none of them are getting any fucking sleep. Well, yeah, look, it's a, it's a very complicated problem, a very difficult problem um, that because we live in a, we live in a society where we have the separation of powers, um, politics and, and law enforcement don't and shouldn't um, uh, overlap. Um, yeah. And so firstly, we have a, a police investigation um, uh, on suspects that is only in existence really to provide uh, further evidence to a coronial hearing in South Australia. Yep. Um, the coronial the coronial hearing uh, will determine basically the circumstances around um, the complainant's death. Yeah, uh, this 49-year-old woman, um, uh, and uh, and make some finding. Um, coronial inquests uh, are not especially um, helpful in in these matters. Um, uh, for a start, they can't compel. Um, uh, people to give evidence, um, and uh, and even if do, people do give evidence, they uh, <coughs> aren't required. Unlike our uh, legal system, they aren't required to give evidence that might incriminate them. Um, yeah. <coughs> so the judicial that inquiry is the way to go. It's likely not to lead to very much at all. I mean, I don't yeah. want to interrupt things, and I think that's part of the problem here that there's going to be some sort of certainly on social media some wild speculation. Yep. Uh, there already is on Twitter. Oh, big yeah, time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And some of it like quite plausible, which is a bit interesting. Well, there's look this you know, unfortunately an, an event like this is gonna give rise to um, some fairly outrageous sorts of conspiracy theories and, and, and one or two other things. Um, um, it's really, as I say, just an environment that we're we've never really got into in this country. I guess the only sort of roadmap we have were the allegations made uh, of uh, historic sexual assault made against um, then Labor leader, uh, Bill Shorten. Uh, and um, what we do know about that is that Shorten cooperated with that process and, um, uh, and the police determined that uh, he had no charges to answer. The difference here is that we don't know who that person is and whether we have a right to know it or not. I, you know, that's going to be endlessly debated in our community. It's, yep. a, ver it's a very, very unusual situation. And, and, and a fragile and, one. Yeah, extremely. And it just yep. needs to be dealt with with super sensitivity by all the media. And and when we sort of look at that, we, we're going to have to wonder about whether that's, <laughs> whether that's going to happen or not. We really are on untested... Uh, ground here and uh, it's going to be a situation that needs to be uh, dealt with uh, very sensitively. Um, yep. In other alleged crimes, Joel, uh, Trump supporters uh, wanted to blow up 
Capitol building. It is alleged, uh, which uh, yes. I guess. <laughs> I mean, they've gone in there, they smashed the place up. Now they figure, well, look, we might as well blow it up. Yeah, it does feel like a ledge is giving the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, but I guess that's the way our system works, for better or for worse. Mm. The acting chief of the Capitol Hill Police, who replaced the utterly useless tool that came before her, Yogananda Pittman, has got a parlor account and is finally paying attention to the intelligence that surrounds lunatic threats because they're usually quite credible. Better late than never, I guess. Uh, sort of. Uh, the, the same idiots who stormed the Capitol, the ones that weren't arrested and jailed at least, are chattering about trying to blow up Congress and kill the members oh inside it. Oh, that's not very nice. Not so very nice. the non-violent QAnon is continuing to be non-violent. A little bit, uh, violent. A little bit violent. On the fringes. Well, on the fringes well, of the QAnon movement, there's a I little can't. bit of violence just, just, and just, just a, a little bit of terrorism. Just a tiny bit of terrorism, just just blowing up. Uh, Jesus, Congress we people. shouldn't be laughing because it, it's uh, it's a huge threat. It's an it's terrifyingly threat. fucking it, plausible. But mm. if you don't laugh, you cry, I suppose. Yeah. So that's it. And the thing that I find funny is that I don't know how they would blame this on Antifa, but we know they'd try. Oh, they're gonna have oh, a crack, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, I saw them. They were all gays. <laughs> so this ridiculous terror attack plan was meant to wipe out the building while Biden delivered his State of the Union speech, which has been scheduled to an unknown date. Now, this backs up conspiracy theory that he's not president because the president delivers the State of the Union speech. He's not the president. Like, I mean, it's just like candy to these fucking idiots. But it's likely a response to an absolutely terrifying and quite real threat of terrorism at the fucking event. That's a really good reason to postpone this, mm. as opposed to like, oh, he's on a movie set. <laughs> so in response to this weird internet fuel bloodlust, there's about 5,000 troops of the National Guard staying, probably sleeping fairly rough in D.C., until mid-March. Now, this is also partly due to the fact that the National Guard is fully aware of the ridiculous idea that Trump will be inaugurated on March 4th, and that Biden is not actually president. Now, I never imagined personally that sovereign citizen bullshit would blow up to this level of crazy where the fucking military was involved. They usually just mouth off to cops at a traffic stop and get tased for their troubles, and I watch it on YouTube because they record themselves. They think they're in the right... Look them up. They're great. They're your funny soft sits, yeah. They really are good, but these are scary soft sits. They're the ones that, you know, shoot cops. And this time, they're planning to storm the Capitol again because the first time obviously went so fucking well, Mm. and somehow this is going to help Trump become president again because, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. Like, what? (laughs) Look, I've seen people, including some of our friends, uh, the the Betfair lunatics, saying that March 28 is another key date. Uh, Uh, QAnon and modern conspiracy theorists basically rely on shifting goalposts to perpetuate their incredibly misguided failed predictions, basically push them back, push them back onto the calendar to something that still works. Didn't happen. Oh, it's just like, just it's, give it a couple of weeks, bro. It's been, yeah. it's just been a short delay. I reckon a few ones might hold on those extra weeks to yeah. find out if Trump, their fucking man, does get up. But he won't, obviously. This is just like delusional bullshit. And one by one, they will lose hope. Well, I fucking hope so. Look, they will, I'd say, you know, I'm on the record, give up on the Great Awakening and possibly send a meek text message to their families. Hey, uh, guys, it's uh, it's me. Yeah, me again. Uh, I realize now that all that QAnon stuff was actually bullshit and um, I'd love to see you and the kids sometime. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, just give us a yeah. call. Uh, I'll buy you ice cream. That. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. And uh, in, uh, in other news from the United States, the uh, GOP CPAC has got together in Orlando, Florida and special guest uh, Donald Trump will address the throng uh, tomorrow um, Monday that is Australian mm-hmm. time yep. but uh, the star of the CPAC so far has been 
a gold Donald Trump, a bronzed one suspects, and then painted with gold paint, you know, cheap and nasty. And spray like. tan. Yeah, a bit of, bit, of, bit of gold, bit of a 24-carat spray tan. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one. Has been the star of the CPAC. And really, you just have to wonder, these people, these uh, these conservative CPACers, most of them are Bible bashers, right? I mean, most of them are thumping that thing 24-7. And, yep. and uh, they seem to have forgotten the chapter in Judges about graven images because there's a story there of the Israelites. While Moses is while Moses up on Mount Sinai talking to God, the Israelites are getting a bit cranky. And, and yeah. they decide that uh, they're a bit perplexed by their invisible God, capital G yeah. God, and they would well, like yeah. to start worshipping a small G God. So they hand over all their jewellery, they smelt it down into a, a golden calf and they yeah. start worshipping that. And this makes Old Testament God angry, very angry. Yes, Old famously Testament God, angry. Yeah, very <laughs> short-tempered and big <sighs> on the smite when uh, – when there's trouble, you know, when there's, uh, you know, you, if you want to doubt my omnipotence, you know, have this backhander and wipe yes. out an entire society. So so basically this lesson from the Bible that these people all believe in and Donald Trump, Saxons, <laughs> he loves it, New Testament, Old Testament, they're both as good as each other apparently. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, in the Old Testament this says, please don't, God says if you do this, I will fucking smite you. So uh, oh. yeah, that's been a hugely funny uh, well, instance from uh, from uh, the CPAC. You know, <laughs> the graven image of Donald Trump. As someone who tends to veer toward the somewhat riskier side of Pascal's wager, I don't necessarily believe in a lot of things. And if there was a second coming, I mean, I'd be you know, how about the takebacks? But if that resulted in CPAC being drowned in locusts and lava because they were worshipping a false idol. I tell you what, it'd be <laughs> worth it. It <laughs> would be fucking worth it. I will spend eternity in hell just to watch these fucking idiots find that the second coming of Christ is not yeah. a meat carpenter, but actually a thunder throwing motherfucker who says, That's Excuse right. me. I mean, look, I'm just going to put it out there. If Donald Trump was wearing a "What Would Jesus Do" bracelet during his presidency, a lot of things wouldn't have happened. So, yeah, it's just like the old Robin Williams line, you know, when Jesus comes back, he's not going to be a carpenter; he's going to be a sheet metal worker. He's going to be pissed off. Fucking and, uh, a, <laughs> absolutely. And, and uh, I, I, want, I want the founder of QAnon right here, right fucking now. So he's going to get a smiting. He's got for a smiting, and, 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 and he knows who it is. Yeah. Uh, but That'd look, be the best part of the second coming, finding out who Q is. It's, it's, but it's just Ron Watkins anyways. Who fucking cares? What, what we do know is the GOP hasn't read all of the Bible. Now, no. Um, in uh, in our favourite lawsuits, Joel, the Dominion and Smartmatic lawsuits, what, uh, what are the advances there? What do you got for us? Look, at this point, the law is operating fairly slowly, so it's not as funny as it has been before. But the latest development, as we said, in this you know post-POTUS lawsuit frenzy is that Mike Lindell has been served. So you can stop speculating, no. not that you were, but the MyPillow guy, worth approximately $300 million, is now on the hook for about four times his net worth. Yeah, now, it's got to hurt. It's got, it's got to it's, be a worry. You know, you're going to lose sleep yeah. over that. And it's funny because he's going to lose sleep, ironically, with really good pillows. Really nice. What a shame. Really nice pillows, yeah. What a shame. So he's going to have to sell a lot of pillows to make up the gap in mm. this uh, this award, but he has he's shamelessly used 
promo codes on his website like QAnon to provide <laughs> discounts to peeled lunatics. And we can be assured that he's going to distance himself from that whole. I never believed it. I never believed it. He's always going to make this bullshit claim that he was never a part of QAnon. Well, I, I just love the fact that, you know, you, if you pop in the QAnon, you get what, 10, 20, 30%? I think it was like 30%. 30% off. Look, it makes you, it makes you, it does make uh, me wonder would I become a QAnon uh, cultist um, if I could save 30% off on quality Manchester? I yeah. gotta, I, I got to tell you, Joe, I've got to think about that. I'm going to have to it's think about It's pretty tempting. That. And it as far is. as I know, as much as I hate the My Pillow guy, apparently the pillows are pretty good. Apparently pretty good. Look, I, I simply must yeah. sleep uh, between Egyptian cotton. And uh, and so, yeah, look, if I get 30% off that, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Hitting the hitting the tunnels and trying to rescue rescue some stolen kitties. <laughs> stolen kids in surprisingly good Manchester. Yeah, I've sold out uh, for much less. You know, Pepsi, the taste of a new generation. Let's <laughs> fucking do this. So essentially, we know this is going to fail, and he's going to wind up with a judgment against him because it's an open and shut case. But the guy made a fucking two-hour film incriminating himself. Based, what do you think? And you, 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 we all know what it's based on too. I mean, presumably this suit is based on absolute truth. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. He's given a, a absolute proof that he's fucking guilty. Yeah. It's amazing. Just like, just basically hearing that someone's going to sue you and saying, look, I know it's a lot of work to set up <laughs> briefs, so I'm just going to give you like a video form to do it for you. Thanks. What a fucking idiot. Anyway, in other Dominion news, um, Dominion are running ads on conservative radio in Louisiana. They're trying to win back some hearts and minds with this plucky piece of advertising describing how they're essential to democracy in the very red state. You know, Trump got more votes in 2020 and 2016, all the bullshit. I'm not convinced, though, that this is going to work, and I'm not convinced that it's meant to. This is a bit of a blue non fucking me being red-pilled again. So. Yeah. But this feels way more like a play to get the judge to see the damage that uh, Lindell, Giuliani, and Powell have inflicted upon the imagine. business, yeah. running these ads and then seeing there's no no shift in, in public confidence. So mm. while confidence in voting machines in red states has to be almost non-existent after their fucking big dog Trump has blasted them out of the water over the period of about four months... Mm. The only thing they really can do is try and promote their side of the story. And to be honest, you'd be sending it to the people who are least likely to believe it because what they will do, and this is me being pilled again, is run these ads alongside some focus groups, make a file and provide evidence for their case against the three defendants, the three musketeers, the three fucketeers. to maximise the damages awarded. And it's looking like a very rough time is coming up. It's not looking good. (laughs) They're going to have a very, very bad time. I I would not want to, no. There might be a few more couches we're going to have to drag out on to. Yes, eBay will take 10% of everything. Yeah, Yeah, look, yeah, we'll... We will will remove your couches from your homes. (laughs) And... um, uh, look, in other news, and it's American political news again, hasn't been busy over there. Mm, uh, Mitch Connell, the, the Trump weather vane, he's just spun. He's just, look, he was on the Trump stuff for a very long time. They were inseparable. And yeah. then he spectacularly clambered down off the uh, off the Trump star, clambered down off his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and now he's back. He's back he's on. Clambered he's back, back up. Sitting back next to the Trump star on his shoulder there. Good what on a you, Mitch, wanker. Mitch yeah. McConnell, who's no so, longer the uh, Senate Majority Leader, of course. No, you need a majority for that, and thank Christ they don't Senate's have one. Senate's Minority Leader now. Yes, um, exactly. What does he know about fucking minorities? Let's face it. Mm. Um, so after lefties gave Turtle Man a golf clap for announcing Trump for the Capitol Hill riot, 
He's done an impressive backflip. Oh, not yeah. his nature. He's not much of a gymnast. To declare oh, no, that, look, heck yes, oh, he, he would back actually, Trump. You've actually got to take it out. Of, you know, degree of difficulty, 6.5. Uh, I, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about giving a 9.8 on the, on the yeah, backflip well, here. With handicap. Because he was basically suggesting Trump should be charged with criminal offences a couple of weeks ago. He's, he's now saying, look, I, I think he's our man. I think yeah, he's our man in 2024. It's absolutely fucking cooked. Jesus and it must be Christ. said that he was saying he would back him if he were the candidate. So while someone of his rank in the party kind of has to support the nominee regardless yeah, of who it is, yeah, it was a bit of a blind, blind party face, this is not sending a good message, especially not now. So as you can imagine – Trumpers across the board are ready for his run in 2024, backed by the establishment, which is so fucking annoying because we did not need this. This is, of course, accepting the ones who think he's going to be inaugurated in March. Well, They're fucking idiots. Well, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. quite a few of them. It's quite terrifying. <laughs> so the stink of Trump is not gone. No. You can smell it. You can smell it. The stench is still there. Yeah. Oh, the the swamp is just letting off so much methane right now. I can feel it getting warmer in this room. It's that or this beating sun that's coming through my window. Look, and, and, and the longer he's the longer he's around that party, the more likely it is to split schism and splinter and and, oh, and just produce the absolute glamour conditions for the Democrats to be elected oh, totally. for the next. 20, 30 years, you know. That's the next thing, they'll probably run like just a shoe with a Raytheon sticker on it and it'll win by mm. like a landslide. Like oh, it's look, just embarrassing. The very idea of Ted Cruz being in the mix oh, in 2024 is just How good is his me. haircut? He's going to fucking roll us at a service station before he gets a fucking presidency. <laughs> he, he looks oh, like, bro, gives you better wallet. He just needs, yeah, he does need these speed dealers' sunglasses, doesn't he, that you can buy <laughs> from a service station. You know, usually After got taking the, my the, fucking The bright buddy. green frames and the, and the blue mirrors and, and pop oh, them perfect. on. And he would look like a, like a meth dealer, yeah. Look, to be fair, you know, uh, crackheads aren't new to politics. The Toronto mayor was one. Uh, that's a whole other story. God, we should cover that one yeah, day. That was, that was such a bizarre experience. I miss him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yes. Well, you know, speaking of very annoying, uh, old uh, Craig Kelly uh, resigns from the Liberal Party and has a casual chat with Barnaby Joyce. Yeah, they're seen, uh, they're seen together in their offices earlier, or in uh, Craig's uh, office uh, earlier. Um, you know, there's a great media minds. They <laughs> basically. <laughs> great media I mean, if, if you or I were sitting there, Joel, you'd know the average. Once, once Kelly and Barnaby walk into the room, the average. Uh, IQ has taken a serious hit. Uh, I'd say the books on the shelf probably keep it around oh, just, a, a good spot. Be, be barely hitting. What, what, it depends on what the, what the temperature is set to. If it's set to about 23, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you might, you might, I might find it lagging. But, yes, yep. Greg's just split. He's gone. Uh, he's on the crossbenches now. Uh, yep. <clears throat> Yep, that's the one. See, after copping a little bit of shit for being a peeled lunatic, furniture salesman and the temporary member for Q's, Craig Kelly, Hughes, not Q's, Hughes, Craig Kelly has resigned from the Liberal Party. Oh, and on gone. face value, mm. it seems like he is quitting the party to join the crossbench in order to maintain his ability to shit well, post on Facebook. Facebook. And he wants to uh, keep doing that. Amazing. What would you uh, – so this is, of course, putting a lot of weight and confidence behind the idea that they won't ban him for his shaky medical claims and generally shit takes on science. <laughs> it's a peer-reviewed preprint. It's the special kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, mate. Uh, so those. after resigning from the party, like Craig ha- was seen having a chat with Barnaby uh, and that 
this sparked rumours mostly on Twitter that they might be seeking to make a new party, which Barnaby was the leader of. Uh, and since then, it appears the chat was actually about Kelly joining the Nationals because Barnaby just loves being leader of anything. I think you're probably the leader of the fucking Australian Nazis. Well, they, they, they might go back to the old days of calling the country party. You'd just have to abbreviate that straight away, wouldn't you? Call, yes, call yes, the country yes. party, the Australian country party. And- the Australian cunt party. But um, <laughs> well, you, had so say, you had to say that. I mean, you, know, well, you just talk about the abbreviation and... and uh, it no, was implied. Enough. This is apparently a cynical act by Barnabas to take back the old No, it didn't happen. None of it happened. No, I mean, the meeting no. happened, but Barnaby, look, and, and by the way, colour television was invented for Barnaby Joyce, wasn't it? I mean, you know, <laughs> so that we might see him better. We might see yeah. him as, as he is in the wild. His Just, famous there's so many count. shades of red and pink and purple on that face. Yep. Now, really, it is just one of those, when you see him, you just go, thank God we have colour television technology now. The, the, yeah, the, the Pantone colour chart goes off the fucking Richter. <laughs> Good Lord, what a disgrace. Be, Imagine trying really to paint him. colour to a photograph. Putting all those fucking red spots in, that would be very difficult. I mean, you know, that's, that's an Archibald you don't want to have to do. But essentially... Kelly's probably not joining the Nationals. No. I mean, you know, it's it's all just speculation. But he says he's going to run as an independent the next election, and I love this. Yeah, this is not, a campaign that is doomed to fail. Oh, well, look, if you're in a, as an independent, Hughes, I'll, I'll come straight out and say it. I don't reckon he'd get 5,000 votes. I mean, he might no. have a, play a bit of a factor in terms of how uh, present uh, uh, <coughs> preferences are counted, and it might deliver the seat to Labor. I mean, really, it is a swing seat. I mean, Labor should be looking at it. has got chunks of bloody Liverpool in there. Yeah. Um, um, but look, so I don't think he's going to run there. I, I, well, my tip is he's going to stick himself up in the Senate. He might have a crack yep. on it. He might go and going to uh, become a Senate candidate. Now, it's very difficult to win that as an independent. Um, so would he align himself with another party? I guess that's the question. I can't see him... Going number two on the uh, Senate ticket for the Great Australian Party. Uh, Which babies are the you option. Have to feel. A man of man of Craig Kelly's significant experience and you, stature. <laughs> you'd have to say I'd be he'd be a little bit pissed off to find himself number number two on the ticket behind Paleo Pete. So yeah. I probably won't be that one. Um, don't think it'll be the Greens. Uh, can't see no, it being there. No. Can't be Liberal. Can't be Labor. No. So there's only a few more that uh, that he can run. But yes, look if he has a crack in Hughes, uh, that's the end of it. Yeah, um, oh, he's fucked. And like it, the thing that I really like about this is that it seems like Kelly's decided quite officially and quite publicly that shit posting is a much more important now. role it's his in Australian politics it's than being a member of the government. It's something he's and he's good at it. Probably the first thing he's been good at in his life. <laughs> like bloody good selling furniture. Uh, well, <laughs> wholesale furniture, is an shall we say? Yeah, you know he does yeah, people. He gets more fucking likes than I do. He you likes know? it, and if he so, likes it, I think he should be able to do it. That's right. I think so. So basically, <laughs> I don't think this is exactly a bad move as such, but I do think he's going to live to regret it because his allegiance to hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, has garnered him this very temporary loving support from Pete Evans' followers. And we all know their attention span is measured in milliseconds, and they're not going to stick around long enough for him to get up again. We just fucking know that. Oh, well, what I will tell you right here and now, Craig Kelly will not have head loss. I, 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 I <laughs> absolutely guarantee you he doesn't have head loss. He's on the ivermectin, and uh, that's getting rid of him. scrubbing that into his scalp. There's no head loss on Craig. And now we have to move on to one of our regular segments. It's a segment that uh, has really got to the point now where we need to 
Put a pillow over its head and fly two into the back of its brain. Take the brain stem out and just kill it off once and for all. It's the Betfair Trump Punters Fraud Exposed Group. Now, Jack, I hope the pillow we use to execute this segment is a my pillow. Uh, <laughs> my pillow. The promo code so, QAnon will so get you thirty percent off. Well, you know, I love a bargain. I love a bargain. Yeah. Only one hundred and sixty bucks. I'm just, so, I'm look, just to get those sheets. Yeah, go on. Sorry. It's getting sad on the Facebook pages. There's a few solid yeah. holdouts there yeah. posting wild conspiracies as usual, but. You know, these are the usual things. You'd be used to them by now. It's the Castle Rock movie set thing, <laughs> yeah, the March yeah. inauguration thing. We've been yakking about it all fucking episode because it's the only thing that's really going on at the moment. The conspiracy circle is just getting weird, sad, and tiring. It's kind of like watching a rerun of an old television show that you never really liked in the first place. It wasn't good in the first place. It didn't age well, but it didn't start well. It just always sucked. But the hope is still strong, surprisingly. And while numbers have shrunk, the barnacles are bonded because they still think they're getting their money. And it's on the way. It's just a matter of time. There's lots of banter how it's going to play out, but it's not fun banter. It's just pointless arguments about things that are just obviously made up bullshit. Like, you know, as they say with the the advent of the, the iPhone, the library of Alexandria in our pockets, but we use it to bicker about what version of completely made up sovereign citizen bullshit is more believable. Yeah, look, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, personally, I'd like to kill it off. I'd like to give it to... Give it a 10 to run away and then just start blasting and uh, bring it's it down first. Bring it done. down first with a shotgun and... And then pop around with a forty-five, and it's and like a TAB section of a shit pub. <laughs> it's just a few rusted-on fuckers who are holding on, I holding on. To their be best honest, tips. I didn't even look at them this week. I look at them religiously, but I just, yeah. I, I've got sick of their shit, you know. Yeah, but now, yeah. Joel, now it's time to stick on the face mask and breathe mm. deeply from an aquiline. Take the plunge and go down deep, deeper than anyone has ever gone. So deep, the pressure would crush lesser humans. Trying to make sense of the world. It's time for a deeper dive. Now, we all get these things, you know, we might be just walking out the door uh, or engaging a bit of work and all of a sudden the phone rings and uh, and it's a scam call. Uh, They don't come in as private numbers. They're always listed numbers. Uh, sometimes landline numbers, sometimes yep. mobile phone numbers, and when we pick up that phone, we yeah. we hear the spiel, uh, and it's usually a robotic voice yep. telling us that the NBN is about to collapse and die and fall out of its own arsehole, and uh, and uh, we'll yep. need to pony up with some dough in order to keep that rolling. Um, it might be the ATO yep. scam, Joel, where uh, and I've had that many times, where your warrants have been issued for your arrest. Services yeah, Australia, Services whatever the Australia fuck that one is. one just recently, you know, Services Australia. Guys, do some fucking yep. research. There's no such fucking thing. You're confused with our state government in New South yep. Wales, you fucking idiots. So that one's not going to pass, Master. Yep. Uh, but there's a whole lot of them. And uh, they, uh, there's the there's the parcel scam, the DHL, some, sometimes called DHL scam, and you know a parcel has been sent to yep. you. It's very close to the refund scam. You know that we've we've actually given you something that we didn't mean to give you, and we'd like to give you that money back. Uh, yeah, and, I know somebody got done that recently. You know this is uh, this all leads to. Um, uh, 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 
they want to actually access your computer. They will actually want to access the device that yeah. you're using and they want to be able to have a good rummage around or your Or get files, you to buy them gift cards. through your password files uh, and obtain your banking details yeah. that way. And then once they've got that, yep. and this these calls can take literally hours for people to be online, uh, then uh, then they lose yeah. their money. Um, yeah, absolutely. Pain in the so, ass. You know, I, I noticed this week I was getting cold calls uh, directed Director call centres uh, in India, and they tend to be Indian. Uh, and there's reasons for that. We don't want to sound like we're a bunch of racists. There are other groups in the Ukraine, uh, the, the Nigerian, uh, are still uh, in, engaged in their scams, and not as all as weak as the old email scams. Um, well, there's a crackdown in Nigeria that sort of really, you know, tapered this off, I believe. Yeah, look, there are other, other parts of Eastern Europe. But the reason why the Indian uh, call centres are, are, are so prolific is that you know, the, the Indians themselves uh, uh, have a proficiency in English language. Burgeoning uh, middle class. They, yeah, burgeoning middle class, of course, and, the, and, the, and they've got sort of Aspiring people amongst them who want to make yeah. a quid by whatever means, yeah. and uh, and 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 also they are technically proficient. So when we talking about Indians, we're not talking about Southern Asians. There's no scams that I'm aware of coming from Pakistan, none from Bangladesh no, that I know no. of, and none from Sri Lanka. But it is uh, prolific in India, where yeah. a lot of people make a lot of dough. They're yeah. making literally millions of dollars a year from these scams. Um, yep. Uh, and um, and so, look, I've written about it a number of times now, and uh, in one case, I, I put it to my readers, uh, you know, how do you, how do you deal with this? I, I, I suggested a few things and a few ripe conversations. Sometimes if I've got a few yeah. minutes, I'll press the one and uh, proceed to give this person a lecture on the criminal justice system in Australia and how they would fall foul of it and how their mo- what their mothers would think of I think them. that's the best line. What's, what, what does your mother think? What would your They're mother think when, he, when she like fa- if she found out you were doing this sort of stuff? You're a yeah. fucking fool under yourself and a fucking disgrace to your friends. It's yeah, very scummy behaviour. That's sort of lecture. Um, others had some great ideas. Um, one bloke uh, used to put the phone down and say, look, I've just got something on the stove. Yes. I'll just be a moment and, uh, and, then, just, and just leave them. Leave them hanging there um, uh, and then pop back periodically to see if they're still there. He said he got up to 14 yeah. minutes on one occasion, which is a it's pretty fair bad. effort. It's and uh, singularly, I suppose, in some very small way, is locking up their system. So I thought that was a pretty good go. Yeah. Joe, you've had a fair bit to do with it because you're kind of sort of in the business. Not of scamming, that is, but you are an IT no, dude. I just, yeah, I know a lot of people around this sort of thing who've been scammed and the stories are pretty tragic. It's mm. basically, you know, like I know my way around a computer, so people will call me and ask me, what do I do? And it's a very sad situation because, of course, first and foremost is the fact they've been fleeced. Now, depending on how much they've been fleeced is depending on how high this is in the priority list. One person that I know had a place in um, in Sydney that they were living in and they needed roof repairs. Their roof was leaking like crazy uh. and they had just saved up enough money to get it fixed and they got scammed for that amount of money. It was about that $31,000. $31,000. What was the scam over? Uh, basically, that was a phone scam that went to her logging into her internet banking while the scammer was on the, the line mm. and using the old trick of changing the figures on the screen 
to look like there's a yeah. there's a refund. So yeah. basically, basically uh, changing HTML to yeah. um, to to alter the text uh, on the screen. Yeah, um, and that's yeah, and, and that's and a very play, effective and way play way with the person's bank balance that way. So that way yeah. they can show them, oh look, we've refunded the money, whereas they haven't. They've actually just basically frozen the site, changed the HTML. And then, uh, and then they say, so uh, you know, now we, you know, oh, we've sent you too much money. That's often yeah. the so that's the refund scam. Yeah, that was the last much. one I came across as well. Same sort and, of thing. And, and now refund you've got scam. to, you know, now, now you know, you've got to send us. Some now you got back. to send it back, and yeah. they do, and, that's, uh, and, and they that's, do, and it works. It works a lot of time. I know people. I know many of our listeners are going, so how could you get involved in something like this? We talked about it at the front of the show. Often elderly people are their targets, yeah. often vulnerable people for one reason or another. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and, uh, and just and, kind uh, people too who don't yeah, question and, people's yeah, motives. And there is, there is always, you know, more significantly, particularly people in a certain age group, people, older people. Yeah. Uh, 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 really, you know, there's a big disconnect between their understanding of the computer and their actual use of it. And they've um, got savings, you know, then that's why they're so perfect to fleece yeah, because they yeah, do the tend to have savings, you know. Mm. And this person, her savings, this was rough because, you know, this was going to do her bloody roof. The other person I know who got done for 20,000 uh, recently, this is in the last fortnight wow. um she got done by the refund thing on a you know on a tech support basis she got done for the tech support thing wow. and then she got followed up by them so it was this thing of like you know she paid them the money then they came back for more and they got 20k out yeah. of her uh you know the police are involved but like and it was like that like you know she's looking down the barrel wow. of, you know sort of mild financial ruin but at the same time it was that humiliation that just didn't seem to shake she just felt mm. absolutely taken. Yeah, when we say, I mean, these are people that, because of your work, you you would come across more of these people than than, than we sort of hear from, if you know what I mean. Because the thing about scammers, all scammers, all fraudsters, is that their marks, their the people they've successfully uh, leveraged money out of, levered money out of, uh, well, yeah, are, 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 are often not likely to go to law enforcement um, because they're so embarrassed about what's happened. I've had a lot of people who haven't, but usually for smaller amounts of money, the antivirus money. That's probably a decent proviso. So a lot of people who just drop the ground cold and just don't just you know don't report yeah. it because they're so ashamed of when themselves. When you get past 10, they tend to go, they, they contact the bank and that sort of stuff. Everyone tends to cancel their credit cards, whether it's justified or not, because a lot of these places uh, that do these sort of scams, they want a one-off payment and they want it for antivirus. Obviously, there's no fucking virus, but they say there is. They say they load antivirus on there. Some of them, I think, actually do load like, you know, pirate versions of yeah. like Norton and shit. But like, either way, it's like a, it's about $400 to get this bullshit antivirus suite. If you get to that point where, they, where you've paid for something, you know, the, the, this is, you know, this is a software scam, the virus scam. Yeah. Uh, where they will go into your machine and they will change it. They'll often change it for the worse. So you know, it, it, it's not as if yeah. you're getting and something also, that's yeah. kind of mildly inferior. It's 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 going to be terrible. Um, I guess the first lesson is don't let anyone. And, and I know a lot of our people, a lot of our listeners, would be text and they sort of laugh at the suggestion anyway. But don't let anyone under any circumstances <laughs> access your computer. Now, Joel does that to me every now and then, and I fucking You'd have hate to it. find but, me um, first. But he knows I kill him if uh, yes. <laughs> if he ever did anything about it. But he's the only one. Well. I also trust Joel, but um, but yeah. any any person who wants to come in and access your computer that has just yeah. rung you up cold, or he, he, he does not have your best interest at heart. And I know we probably don't yeah. even need to say that, but but these things are still stunningly successful. My mother, 
And and I always yeah, wondered whether they access the electoral roll so they get date of birth, you know, and those sorts of things as well. Probably not. But once they once they get, you know, once they understand yeah. that they've got an elderly woman in the house, they you know, she was just copying so many calls. And and they came up with, you know, her and her husband, they came up with their own sort of response, yeah, which is pretty good. And his yeah. one was just look, you know, if you've got something you want to talk to us about, put it in writing. Um <laughs> And and then he just hangs up. Yeah, now, sometimes he's going to hang up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll speak <laughs> that. Who, but that's still good advice. Put your shit in writing. Um, uh, but yeah, look. You know, so so clearly there is uh, uh, some sort yeah. of um, uh, way in which this sort of circulates. So so if you fall prey to one, or even if you've listened and responded. You know, sort of, yeah. In, in 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 some sort of way that makes them think that you might be on the line next time. They they it's just that they're like fucking, you know, <clears throat> rats leaving the ship. You know, they they just fucking swarm all over. This last person I was talking about, she was getting follow up calls on a very regular, like hourly basis of them saying, "We're not done yet. We're not done yet." You know, we're not finished yet. You know, we're not finished yet. She's like, just leave me alone. Like, they took her for 20 grand. I know. And, that's, and they're looking and that, for and, more. And that's, a, that's a fatigue factor as well. So when I say, you know, these, these, these calls are not going to be over quickly. If they've got you, if they've got someone on the hook, they can, the calls can take six to eight hours, you know, before they've, before they've milked yeah, someone. That's and, crazy. and that fatigue element simply comes in. And I, I, I pointed out to you, Joel, a while yeah. back when we talked about making this program, uh, of the existence of Jim Browning, which is an alias. He's a Northern Irish uh, yeah. software uh, manufacturer or uh, software designer. Yeah, engineer. And engineer, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's look, worth uh, a click. he's got a number of – Jim Browning, this is – he's got a number of YouTube clips that uh, are fascinating viewing. Um, as we discussed before, um, uh, well, he was motivated firstly by, uh, I believe, a family member being being conned, and and so he decided to be, done, you know, yeah. basically attack attack the predator, uh, go the predator. This is an extension of the old four one nine eater website, which started this sort of general trend yeah. of like having one on with the with the scammers. But four one nine eater was basically dragging these scammers along, and these were more email scams and a lot more basic. They weren't quite as sophisticated as the ones they are now, and most of them were from Nigeria. And what they would do, and this was a lot to do with the Something Awful image mm. board, which is a precursor to 4chan, where a lot of pranks originated. And they'd get these people to basically hold up ridiculous signs. they put shoes and things on their head. Uh, they put fish on their heads, milk bottles, like all sorts of really dumb things, basically saying to the scammer, I want you to prove that you're real. I need <laughs> to see you doing this. And the scammer absolutely seduced by the idea of getting this money will go along with it and of course they'll come up empty-handed so these sort of pranks sort of originated in this like you know sort of ha ha put a shoe on your head you fucking mm. moron i'm posting this to the internet yes. but then jim browning if, took it to a whole found, new level before that basically what these scammers want is access to your computer and he he talks about without showing yeah. what he does but at that moment where that computer becomes shared he can enter into their computers and start moving around start looking around accessing the workplace the scammer workplace cctv so actually watching I'd them. I'd love talk, to know how that know, works. And this beautiful moment where he's being scammed by a guy who's so bored with the sales pitch that he's delivered so many times. Basically, he'd, he'd gone on to play Pac Man. 
<laughs> Browning, Browning uh, was watching him while he's delivering this bill. Oh, yes, yes, but we need to clean up the computer, sir. And, <laughs> and while he's playing Pac-Man, Browning says, stop playing Pac-Man. And <laughs> the guy nearly shit himself. So Browning what? has this, this great um, 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 don't get mad, get even philosophy. And and uh, he's been able yeah. to um, – well, he rolled one, uh, one, one uh, big call centre in Bali – Oh, sorry, sorry, in Delhi, one big call centre in Delhi. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the assistance of the Panorama program, the yeah, BBC good, good. version of, uh, of yeah, Four BBC Corners. Panorama. Yeah, my friend yes, Richard Butcher's done, done some all good the hard work, and 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 it led to prosecutions. One thing Browning says is yeah. that he provides a lot of information to Indian law enforcement, and it doesn't get followed up. That these yep. things are sort of more or less tolerated yep. at, yep. at a sort of mid level. Um, yes, and, and, like, yeah. and, and like I say, so, so, so the fact that there are so many of them in India and, and, and Delhi is one of the, the main centres, the, the other one is Kolkata, um, but they're spread around yep. India all over the places because Indian people, young Indian people, speak English as a second language quite comfortably or a third or fourth language quite comfortably, uh, are computer proficient, and are in the game too because, you know, there's this, this blitz of consumerism in, in India at the yeah. moment. They need to, you know, they've yeah. just been put on a great big wheel and they've got a pedal. Often these jobs are yeah, listed and, as and, legitimate calls and, and, and jobs. And often that's their introduction to it. And they and, don't know. And, and they'll be, you know, basically yeah. hand-picked. Hand and then they get by, brought up into the mob. it. So, so the one that, that yeah. got knocked off in, in Delhi, the to front the shadow was one. a tourist. Uh, or travel agency, uh, and then when you back, went back into the building, yeah. there were these call centres that were constantly scamming people. Um, yeah, and like they do have yeah. to hide, oh, yeah. but they there's, hide. There's in plain not enough type. policing of it, um, and really, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the, one of the issues with it occurring in India is that really it should be so. So, so the Indian call centres, and don't get me wrong, they're not the only ones, but they're the major ones. You know, they, they are going yeah. to the UK because of the English-speaking yeah. stuff, obviously, UK, US, Canada, New Zealand, Australia. That's that's where they go. That's where they operate. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are other groups. That's where the money Ukrainian is too. Group, Let's group, face it. Groups doing similar scams um, uh, and, and, and and similar sort of stuff in, in, in East, from Eastern Europe. But essentially, the, the guts of this comes from India. And really, what we say, we can do yeah. – you know, lots of things like you know, brand. We're not capable. I'm not certainly capable of doing something that Browning does, where he really just turns the tables on the scammers. Yeah, and I can see. I won't go into the technical details, but minus the way in which he turns the um the thing around to have the tech support application put onto the computer of the the um the person there, the way he does yeah. things, I can see how he gets into it. You basically, you go into the router, it's got the default password in, you go in there, you find out the DHCP table, you find out the devices on the network. Like I say, this is not a tech podcast. We're not going to go into the nerdy details. But I do love looking at it and one, seeing the workings. One, one of the responses he it's came legit up with. Shit. And, 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 well, with the assistance of a group called scammerbusters.org. Um, and and this is a, a, a website, scammerbusters.org, that basically you, you hit that up and you can leave numbers that you've noted. You know, I got cold called. I actually keep a record of those numbers. I block them, and then I'll, but I'll write them down. And and you can actually yep. uh, 
dropscammerbusters.org a line. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to do this, but it means they'll at least look at this and if that number's come up before or if they do, they go, oh, yes, okay. So what they'll do is basically spank these call centres with thousands and thousands of yeah. uh, of incoming calls. Um, and and a set, so it has yeah. two impacts. The, the first one is that it really just shuts down their ability to operate a phone system to make outgoing calls. And the second thing it is, yeah. because these businesses, they will basically run their telecommunications through a router somewhere, you know, and, and that will spread out. So that's where they have their 0434 numbers or their 07 Queensland numbers. They'll yeah. run that through a telco where that will, where the, uh, the, the source, where, you know, where they're, where they are is a 1300 number. So, if they're getting spanked with incoming calls, they get yeah they're getting it's charged pricey. for each and every one of them. And there's a magnificent moment on Jim Brown on Jim Browning yeah. video where he is watching uh, these scammers ring up a telco and complain about their bill, um, <laughs> and because <laughs> because they've been hit by scammer busters who make literally thousands of incoming calls. And and there's also a video of Browning. Um, uh, Browning seeing these guys go into absolutely sort of apoplectic rage when when these big scammer busters mm. uh, calls come in, you know, and, and they're they're able to robotically yep. create a conversation a lot that sits yep. alongside the uh, the the, the scammer sales spiels. So it'll, it's really really funny yep. to watch when it happens because what's going on? What's got going? On? The phones are just ringing everywhere, and it's absolutely mad. And it's costing them money. So scammerbusters.org. I mean, what we're finding is you know, yeah. a, a federal police don't have jurisdiction. Um, uh, no. Yeah, and, and, and look, if you are like me, you are getting three or four calls. Despite it's at the least movies. five minutes of your time at that. Right alone, these fuckers should be shut down, right? Uh, and and yeah. it, and it's, it's easy enough to do. I mean, basically, you know, uh, uh, Modi, India, India's leader, you know, Scott Morrison was there, was there zooming or on some Mate. sort of on some sort of cam conference where he's whipping up a whipping up a curry for Modi. I mean, if they're getting on that well, what what Scott Morrison should be doing? I'm not saying this is just you know entirely his job, but basically Australian trade with with India is expanding. It's a part of it. uh, there's a lot of encouragement around that place. One thing that Australian uh, DFAT uh, officials, our politicians, including Morrison at the absolute senior level with uh, with Modi, should be saying, "Listen, we love you guys, but this shit needs to stop. Crack it down." And Modi, he loves a crackdown. Yeah, he loves a crackdown, or making any yes. excuse, he'll just you know yes, have the does. boys in there waiting around with those with those long leather straps they uh, carry to belt people around the head with. So yes. uh, while, while they make violent arrests, so so that's something that really can be done. We can talk about you know people like Browning and scammerbusters.org, yeah. but really it's at that top level that says if you act on this, it will you know basically crack down on it, make some arrests. People need to go to jail. People do. The, the people who are actually making the calls, it must be said, earn very little money. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not up there. But the people who run it, almost like sort of pyramid scheme, like yeah. the ones who ones who own these organisations, they are they are living large. You know, millionaires. And they're often organised criminals. They're not oh, yeah, just like random fucking tech nerds. Absolutely. These guys. And I've seen from like the Reply All podcast where they went over there and that sort of stuff. 
They use intimidation. They beat people who get out of line. Uh, at the end of the day, a lot of the people who are making the phone calls often don't even get paid their commissions. Um, you know, they'll just get churned. It depends on a lot of the things. But this is something that is run by criminals for criminals. And, it's, and it doesn't come off that way. But at the end of the day, these are not good people. These are, very, are not, not very nice people, people who will take you to the cleaners and do anything, anything. Uh, to, to, to successfully do that. To very, very cruel. That. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we can't do on this all day. Uh, for starters, I need to call my bank and get a freeze on my accounts <laughs> because I just took a call on the other line and sent him my tax file number, net bank password. Well, 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 sorry, what, 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 are you, what are your bank? Oh, sorry, I'm what sorry. are your bank? Yeah, uh, they're, uh, yeah. I've got uh, them here somewhere. One, two, three, four, no. five, six, seven. Fuck you. <laughs> but we need to look at a different kind of scammer now. We need to move on. One that has the decency to spare the elderly and vulnerable in society and limit the grift no, to just kids with cancer. Sometimes. You know, it's a much more noble <laughs> mark. It's our least favourite son, Eric Trump. He's like <laughs> a, a bastard, bastard Terrific Eric Trump news this week, Joe. In what was described as a bizarre interview on Fox and Friends, Eric Trump, the good-looking boy, blamed the Texas grid meltdown on Joe Biden's policies. Despite the fact that GOP have been in power in the state for the last 25 years, and Texas is the only state with a grid that doesn't hook up with the rest of the country. Therefore, when it goes into meltdown, it can't pull electricity, surplus electricity out of other grids. And the Federal Energy Commission, all the way back in 2011, had pointed this out. Just to see. <laughs> and and uh, despite of all of these things, and the fact, I suppose, that Joe Biden has only been president for a month, uh, despite all that, Eric Trump laid the blame for the Texas grid meltdown at the feet. Um, look, he has a point there, uh, but if, if he brushes his hair the right way, people don't need to see it. Uh, look, Eric <laughs> has always been fascinated with electricity. After that time, he stuck a fork in the PowerPoint at Trump Towers and blacked out Manhattan for 48 hours, while uh, Eric forgot his own name for three weeks and would push his pants every time he turned the lights on in the bedroom. But Eric, who is a good-looking boy, the idiot savant of the Trump family who still can't do long division, no matter how many times he remembers to carry the one, went on to claim that 75 to 80 million Americans would, and I quote, walk to the ends of the earth for his dad. Love, Love you, dad. dad! Now, it's important to remember uh, that most Trumpers can barely make it to their letterboxes without suffering cardiac arrest, <laughs> let alone to the ends of the earth, which, uh, in, uh, which Eric thinks is somewhere in Arkansas. What were the morbid obesity yeah. and the burden of carrying three times their own body weights in military-grade hardware? Students of electoral politics may have taken note that while Eric laid a spread of 5 million, between 75 and 80, Eric said, Joe Biden collected 81 million votes. Now, Eric, who is a good-looking boy, and uh, by the way, didn't the... um, didn't the, didn't, the, didn't the makeup girls do a wonderful job of concealing the impetago oh. rash he's had that pretty much covers his entire face and, uh, and the hookworms that uh, just routinely pop out of his ears. But uh, they did a great job and he looked fantastic on television. But the question is, has he let the Trump cat out of the bag? 
Uh, the Trump cat is actually Ted Cruz, who likes to sit in Ivanka's lap, ah. and Donny Jr. feeds uh, feeds him out of the trash at Mar-a-Lago, where he's been, if he's been a good boy, that is. But I digress, oh, Joel. Uh, is Eric the first Trump to concede that the old man, the great orange one, actually lost the popular election by a whopping six million votes, which is the actual count, by the way? It was a bold move by Eric. If and you when believe Eric got back, he told the great orange one it was an honest mistake. But that didn't stop the family patriarch beating Eric around the head and shoulders with a four iron. And with every blow, Fair. every crack of that of that golf club, Eric would cower, weep, and whimper. Well, we all know what he'd whimper. Oh, I love, love you, Dad. Dad. And we'll be back next week uh, to report on the catastrophic physical and psychological injuries Eric has sustained. But right now, we must turn our minds to the most exciting change in Australian politics since Harold Holt asked, can someone get me a fucking towel? <laughs> it's the week in Senator. That's right. He's a senator. Well, almost, almost a senator. He's been invited. He's been it's invited. It's the week in the right honourable Pete Evans. It has, as usual, been pretty a pretty big week a, in Pete yeah, Evans. Not, not as big as last big. week. Still big. That, that was a big, big week. That was, that was, a, that was one of the biggest weeks Pete Evans has had. See, leading the week is a very important for us, a very important moment for us. Uh, Pete took a screening of Jack's latest in the Australian and posted oh, it to damn. his Telegram I hope he's chat. A subscriber. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. Actually, I think he looks was. like it. I'm not sure. But look, let's face it. Uh, we're only doing this to get his attention. That's all we ever wanted. All I wanted from this segment is a packet of signed beef mints from the cult leader himself. But Jack's got a nod this week. I'm always, you know, bridesmaid never the bride. Bunch of bullshit. I fucking rally against that cocksucker. And Pete said in his in regard to the article link, he said. And I quote, I smell fear and panic <laughs> from the show that is oh, the MSM. The Do you also? Mm. Who oh. owns the Australian? Join the dots. So it looks like Jack's a part <laughs> of the media and taking orders from up top. Jack. Do you feel like addressing this or are you lost for words without Rupert telling uh, you what to say? Would you like me to email you some talking <laughs> points like Roger Ailes used to do in Fox News? Do you need some I help, Bubba? I don't get any talking points, Joe. I mean, basically, when I sit down what? and write a column, Bullshit. I, have, I have no instructions and, and no direction on emphasis or anything like that's that. That's what you would say, though. Strange, that's what you would say. I know. Fucking but, liar. Uh, look, yeah, that's the whole point. I'll be having a crack at Pete Evans when... <laughs> Whenever it suits me, whenever he's stuck his head up above the parapet and gobbed off, I will have a go at him every single time. And tough shit if you don't like yes. it, Pete. Uh, I uh, I yep. have uh, very many readers uh, read my stuff every week and um, that's a bit of a blow for you because you have a lot less. I think one of you lost about 1.8 million dedicated followers. Yeah. Well, there's a crossover between used to be cool. Instagram and Facebook. How many how many Telegram followers has he got now? He's just 30, on 30,000. Mm. Yeah, it's not bad. Look, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say no to it. Uh, I'd love to have a platform that big to poison <laughs> the minds of 30,000 people with complete misinformation and bullshit, causing them to be paranoid, delusional messes oh, that their family don't want to talk to. Mm. That'd be great. It's a, that's, that's my idea of a good Sunday, batting some golf. Yeah, well, plenty of golf. Yeah. I hate so, and moving on, listeners of the show might remember that Pete's first speech got the biggest reaction when he brought up the, the media, media, the media that you are the taking your media. fucking cues from because I know that everything you just said was what Rupert <laughs> told you to say, you fucking robot, <laughs> and how bad they are, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Now, <laughs> but he's had a bit of time to think it over and maybe has 
be gonna, a little bit harsh on them. He's going to need that media. <laughs> he's going to need that media because he's been stripped of all his mainstream <laughs> platforms. He's got no Facebook, no Instagram. He's yeah. got fucking Telegram, which is just pilled gronks. He may as well do a soapbox speech in Mullen Bimby. <laughs> so he's never learned how to use Twitter, which is a fucking relief. But oh, I must say, I would have enjoyed watching him get banned. He wouldn't banned. survive on Twitter. He, he- no, no, he really wouldn't. And to be honest, I find the place confusing. I, I do so many tweets to like no audience. Look, he'd ever. just get belted um, day in, day out. No, yeah, he, I, would, I, he would. But he'd just block everyone who didn't agree with him well, because he's a free he'd, speech he'd warrior. He'd end up sharing the out. walls, you know. I want to say. Soapboxing really Mullen Bimby. Yeah, pretty much. So he's come out in Telegram with an appeal to the media to come yeah. give him some attention. The issue is that while Pete has an almost zero chance of getting up in the Senate, it becomes a genuine long shot if the media aren't giving him a platform, which is what he's now realized. Yeah. Maybe one of his friends who knows something about politics has the answers and told him this isn't going to fucking work. So in a fairly pathetic Telegram post, I really enjoyed reading this. He pleads, and I quote, nine months ago, I was invited <laughs> to speak on the 60 Minutes program about COVID and conspiracy theories. And then he goes on to say... I would be very happy to sit down for another interview with them or another news outlet anytime for a bit of an update. <laughs> oh, pity. Pity, pity, pity. So you want to kiss and make up to the media Man. now? You've got a fucking Senate bid you're trying to prop up. What a bunch of shit. I fucking say absolutely giving his wish. As much as I don't believe in platforming lunatics, I must say – Watching them get eviscerated by a bunch of piranhas is way more satisfying. Let's get him on the seven thirty report. Let's get no, Lisa no, Lee Sales in there is not a piranha. Like- I just want to stop. <laughs> Lee Sales is absolutely deeply lovely oh, human being, dude. This is and, uh, and a very good friend of mine. Low hanging fruit. Uh, yeah, she would uh, be answering a lot of, uh, asking a lot of questions. She would that- destroy <laughs> him. Well, you would love to see it. Oh you my would pay god! Money to see it. Nah, I'm not. Nothing against piranhas. Piranhas have their role. Believe me, I love a good hard interviewer. They are essential to Australian politics, especially when it comes to Pete Evans being fucking <laughs> torn apart in the town square. So how he possibly thinks that would go for him. Oh, please, please media, please minutes. interview me. me on again. Are you fucking kidding? The second that any journo does a job on him, he's just going to fall mm. to bits. So she will just destroy him with questions about his absolutely terrible public underscore public record of saying abhorrent and stupid things, transphobic, Nazi shit, the whole bit. And he'll turn around and sort of, oh, the media are bad. You fucking asked for them to invite you on, you penis. It would make such a cracking week in Pete Evans. If he was crying on television, it would be such a big week in Pete Evans. But it's unlikely because appealing to the media, I'm just shitting on them as a concept, not even in like a specific sense, but just as a concept. Is likely to fall on deaf ears. I mean, sure, you get views, but the ABC doesn't run on advertising. They do things for public interest, and he is not in the fucking public interest. People do love a freak show, but at the end of the day, this Senate bit is just a really shitty idea, and you're not going to get much traction on the Airways champion. Maybe Kyle and Jackie O will take you back on because Kyle is clearly pilled. Otherwise, the world of Pete Evans just keeps spinning. He regularly posts fake news articles to the wild adulation of a series of loyal idiots who believe anything they read from outlets like fucking News Punch or Natural Health News. Still blabbing about electoral fraud and the stolen election because, of course, he fucking is. I mean, like, he doesn't really know much about anything else. And one of the things that's really funny is he's hyping up CPAC because in this parallel universe we live in, people who are into wellness and health are also supporting the US Republican Party. It's so weird. I just – how that works is I think 
we should probably cover another episode. Well, and you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on, on Twitter, on yes. at Jack the Insider, and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page and now a group called the Conditional yes, uh, Release that. Program Shitposting Group. Oh, I wasn't sure whether I should join uh, or not. I'm, I'm still I'm still on the fence. Yes. Well, to be fair, it might be controversial content, so <laughs> watch yourself, sunshine. You know, Rupert Murdoch's not going to let you uh, off the hook so easily with your yeah, robotic yeah. life. But also, just again, we do this every week. Promoting a podcast sucks. It's really difficult. Getting people on board, they tend to stay on board when we get them, but hearts and minds, you've got to sure. win hearts and minds. It's just like the Iraq war, except way less civilian casualties. Anyway, I digress. Please, Please share, share our, our podcast. Posts. Please don't, share don't, our don't, don't make us go into the, the vicious world of creating psyops to, to create a legion of millions uh, that will do anything that we say. Please don't make us do yeah, that. Don't make us so desperate for an audience that we turn this into a fucking red-pilled nightmare and destroy your auntie's minds because trust me we will we are one fucking week away from going full pizza game <laughs> finally all feedback tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com we would love to hear from you even if you're calling uh, to tell us our NBN is fucked uh, you want to access our computers and empty our bank accounts thank you listeners we'll see you next Thanks, week listeners. see you then share our shit